Sports Desk on your Friday morning. It's Sam back with Jay and James on your Friday. And boy, do we have an exciting weekend coming up with the Champions League final, uh, NBA playoffs are midway through, and then we've got some A-League finals. So plenty of exciting stuff to talk about. Uh, boys, how have you been this week? Mate, I'm bloody fantastic. I'm, uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a good mood, better than a mood that I've been in for quite a while due to uh, Melbourne City's uh, ferocious win last night. Yeah, it was a great win, wasn't it? Fantastic. Uh, so we'll go straight to the news. Uh, and, of course, we discussed about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, Jay, Tom Lynch again was slapped with some more fines. Two striking fines after his side's win over Gold Coast with an off-the-ball hit on Sam Collins and striking Suns ruckman Jared Witts. Now, first off, I was thinking the other day, well... Two sanctions in one game, which to me is crazy. If you're, I think there should be a thing. I don't know if it's been in the league in the past as part of um, uh, getting into trouble, of course. But uh, if you rack up a few fines within a consecutive amount of time, you probably should be getting weeks off. You can't be able to keep stacking up fines because if you're in a on a big contract, well, a couple thousand dollar fine here and there. Uh, to help you side over the line won't hurt them too much. I, I don't know. Do you think that should be a thing, a part of the AFL going forward, if you rank up a lot of fines? Yeah, no, I think... I thought that, I thought it was a thing, like the three-strike rule or something. Because um, I remember when Cochin in the 2017 prelim when he hit Shields, he'd had two fines prior to that. And so the third one should have been a fine, uh, suspension. That's why everyone was not happy that you got to play in the grand final. Um, so I think it should still be a thing now, especially with all the, they're trying to get rid of strikes like that, cheap shots to, you know, when players can't defend themselves. So, yeah, I think they got, they, they're not making much of a mark by just slapping a thousand fine to players that are on, you know, six figures, yeah. high six figures, almost more. So, And yeah. what do you think on the thoughts of uh, him uh, I was listening to an ac- interview with Jack Revolt and he was saying he goes in angry and he plays angry because that's how he gets the best out of his form if he plays angry. And as a club, I don't know if that's a direction for a lot of players because um, he seemed to be an aggressive team. Yeah. No, I think um, I think even Cochin said on 360 last night that it's just um, some players just prefer to play more aggressive and it's not just Richmond. Um because Richmond's a big club, they obviously get highlighted a lot more. Yep. Um, a lot of players do it. They play aggressive. It's a contact sport. Um, but you got to play within certain boundaries. And um, striking guys like Tom Lynch did on the on Monday is not on. And I'm sure Dim has had a word to him. And, um, yeah, hopefully it changes because he's building a bad rap for himself. Yeah, because he's a good player. and um... Oh, yeah. And there was comments Mitch Robinson during the week having oh. a crack at him as well. 
Um, what are your thoughts on the whole thing, James? I don't know. I'm I'm pretty. I don't, I'm not taking too much of a side on it. I just I don't know. I just don't. It doesn't really like bother me um, with it. You know, seeing that he's a Richmond player. Um, but look, like the way the way that I see it is that I don't think he cares. Simple as that. Because you know of how much money is, and he's like, oh well, you know, I'll just take a farm, whatever, like that. So I don't reckon, you know, there's too much, you mm. know, in on his side. But I totally get what you two are saying. Um, and like the three striker, yeah, I'm not, I'm honestly not too sure about it. Um, a bit uneducated in that, you know, area. But I think it's something that should be looked at because, you know, you'll get players like him who are on million dollar contracts. Mm. Um, just saying, oh yeah, you know, I know if I do that next time, I'll just get a fine, whatever, like that. Yeah, so it's be kind of trying setting, to find loopholes. Setting an example, like other uh, thing. Well, if he can get away with it, no, I, I can, I can get away with it. And then. Yeah, correct. So like, uh, but then again, like you know, if you're a, if you're a good sport and like you know you play the game, you know by the rule that sort of stuff. Um, you know, then it shouldn't be an issue. Blokes like you know, Tommy Lynch, you know, that 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 little bit of a niggle. Um, and as I think pretty much every, uh, you know, every bloke does on the footy field, they love to, you know, roll their, uh, you know, yeah. backman up. I certainly used to do it when I was young, playing in the forward line. Um, it kind of makes the game more intriguing, interesting. So I get the, I get where they're coming from and I get why he did it, that sort of stuff. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where he just doesn't care about it. He knows that, you know, he's going to, you know, get reimbursed you know, times 50, you know, um, in due time. So I don't think he's worried about it at all. Okay, moving on. Uh, Port Adelaide players Dan Houston and Peter Laddams uh, are being currently being investigated for a COVID breach. It's alleged that the two uh, are being investigated for a gathering at one of their homes following a team's game against the Western Bulldogs uh, in Adelaide on August 3. So, again, another thing that shouldn't happen. I, I don't know if some players are slacking off if, say, they're currently in a state that has lesser restrictions than Victoria. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy this is still happening <laughs> this far into the season. I mean, come on, boys. We're yeah, almost almost to the finals. Just posted, uh, they posted the suspensions. Um, Adams has got three matches and Houston got two. Oh, okay. It's come out. Okay. What's been fined fifty grand, twenty five grand to be suspended, and will come out of their soft caps in the next year, which is mm. definitely not a good uh, good result. And I think uh, Billy Frampton from Adelaide was part of it. He's been cleared of any suspension, so it's just those two poor players. Right. See, at a crucial time while Port Adelaide are flying, this is potentially damaging for them uh, in their yeah. run into the finals. So very silly from them. Uh, um, and also, uh, no Aboriginal flag during the Sir Douglas Nicholas round that kicks off tonight. Uh, it's a shame. It's a copyright dispute. A company, uh, a company not owned by Indigenous Australians, Wham Clothing, have exclusive right to use the flags on clothing, uh, which I think is utterly ridiculous. When it's a, a flag, an Aboriginal flag, it should be able to use free by all. Uh, and it's a shame that it won't be at the AFL, but I 100% back AFL for not wanting to, you know, deal with that mess. I think maybe they were asking for a lot more money, the the clothing business, but it's ridiculous. There should be an act or something 
uh, in you know the constitution or something that the government does that uh, that flags or emblems like that can't be used for commercial purposes. Yeah. Um, mm. So hopefully that's something they figure out because that's really important for them, their own flag and everything. And to be subject to that's a shame. But doesn't stop. We got an amazing Sir Doug Nicholas round coming up, um, kicking off tonight. With the Suns and the Blues at T.O. Stadium in Darwin, which is great to see footy back in Darwin. And we will get to more footy later on. But our last news story, just before we get to our first song, uh, there's been many rumours with Messi over the last couple of weeks, where he's going. <laughs> and uh, uh, according to uh, the club president of Barcelona, under new manager Ronald Koeman, he will stay at Barcelona. So I don't know if it's 100%, but that's what they're saying. I wouldn't look into it too much. Yeah. Uh, I'd wait till uh, Messi says something himself yep. because he's not happy there. No. Uh, it'll be interesting. I, I think it'd be great if he ever came to the Premier League or somewhere different. You just win him at City, mate. Let's be real. <laughs> um, I think I think there's numerous options for him. I think, well, City have come out and said that they're wanting to pay whatever they can to get him over there. Um, it'd be fantastic. I mean, you know. It'd be one of those spectacles um, that would boost crowd numbers, even though, you know, it's already mm. perfect the way it is. But, you know, um, next season's going to be one of those perfect times um, of the year where in history, basically, where, you know, everyone's going to start coming out of lockdown. They're going to start re- easing restrictions for crowds and stuff like that. You'll get, you know, 10, 20,000 people at a game, that sort of stuff, and you'll, you know, Messi will be playing, and tickets will sell out mm. um, crazily. When you know they have it, when the certain team he plays for, potentially, you know, goes on a way day to like Brighton or something like that. You know, crowds will flock there just yep. to see the team bus stuff like. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So uh, it's it's not just City for me. It's he's a wonderful spectacle to see. Uh, and but then for again, who the would La Liga, who would I don't know. Uh, You'd only go to City. That's the only, I can only see him going to City because Liverpool wouldn't pay money for him. Uh, Chelsea would not pay money for him. They've got Havertz and Werner coming um, in the Bundesliga. There's also rumours um, with United. Nah, United have got their hands full. I think uh, I think they're pretty content with how their team's looking and with their new signings coming up. Um, you know, if, if if they pull this Sancho deal off, even though people have said it's not happening, <laughs> if they pull it off, um, you know, they'll, they'll again be top four next year. Well, regardless where he plays, he's an amazing player and uh, I'm glad we get to see him. He's but the GOAT. He's the GOAT. For, to be honest, he's I don't the watch goat. the La Liga that much, so, so to see him week in, week out, that'd be really great. Mm. Okay, well, we better get to our first song and we'll come back with some NBA playoffs and some cricket. This is the Sports Desk on Sin. Cut copy where I'm going on the Sports Desk. And you're going to start us off, Jay, with some NBA basketball. We're currently underway in the playoffs. Yeah, so um, yesterday's results... uh Raptors defeated the Nets 104-99 to go up 2-0 in that series. Jazz defeated Nuggets 124-105 to tie that series 1-0. Celtics defeated Sixers uh, 128-101 to go up 2-0. And the Mavericks tied the series 127-114 over the Clippers. So they're slowly chugging along in the playoffs. Uh, 
a lot of teams obviously up two zip, some obviously tied. Um, and then we've got some games today. Um, some will have happened while this recording goes live, but um, you got the heat and the paces uh, at three o'clock in the morning. Uh, here up 1 0 on that. Then the Rockets, OKC Rockets are up 1 0. Magic Bucks, the Magic up 1 0. And the Blazers and Lakers, where the Blazers are up 1 0. Um, so it's been interesting, as particularly the um, Lakers, Portland, and Magic Bucks. Both Portland and the Magic are eighth seed in their respected conferences, and they both beat the top seed of the conferences, which hasn't happened since 2003. So that's a big deal for them and uh, especially Portland qualifying for that spot in Western Conference Finals. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot happening at the moment. Um, mm. And even uh, LeBron James, I think he recorded uh, his triple-double. That was ridiculous. Triple-double against the Blazers was... Uh, <laughs> it was the... Sorry. It, 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 was his, it was his career high. It was the first time a player has recorded a 20-plus uh, points, 15-plus rebounds, and 15-plus assists in a playoff game. Wow. And this bloke is 35 years old. So 35, wow. And they and they still couldn't get the job done. And they still couldn't get it done. So. Like, <laughs> I, I watched that game at a heavy interest, um, you know, due to certain things, uh, you know, happening with me. Um, and, like, they... I was watching with a mate or on a we're on a call and he was like, No, no chance they're getting up now, you know. Uh Lillard's gone cold, Mellow's gone cold, you know, no one's n- no one's hitting anything and it was like I think it was eight minutes left in the uh, in the fourth and I said, All right, just wait. It's all right, just wait. And then Damien Lillard turns the ab just the jets on and starts dropping dimes left, right and center. The man hit a half court shot. Yeah, like he was on fire. He was seeing the ring like it was a hula hoop. <laughs> like it was ridiculous how well they were playing. Um, and then oh, I can't remember who who number two is for the uh, for the Trailblazers. But as soon as he got that um, uh, shot, that three while being marked, um, uh, I think he was getting marked by um, uh, what's his name, Caruso. Uh, in his face as well, hand in his face, still sinks sinks a three, and everyone's like, "Yeah, it's game over. They've won." It was ridiculous. Just like the way that they turned that game around was crazy. Um, you know, the Lakers looked like they had it. Uh, Anthony Davis had an absolute shocker though. Like he just well, he just didn't turn up, and if he turned up, I mean, they would have won one hundred and ten percent. But um, Dwight Howard was getting fouled all day. He was getting angry at the refs. Um, yeah, it wasn't a good day for the Lakers, even though they only just lost. Um, I don't know. I, I I think if they focused a bit more and you know put their head to the game and not you know to the refs or whatever like that, um, they could have won it. Yeah, no, I agree. But yeah, um, it's chugging along, Sammy. So uh, good to have. Even in a weird environment of uh, the bubble in Orlando, it's still playoffs still have a good feel to them, which is good. No, and I, the time the times as well are so good because they'll always have like yeah. the game of the day, which is always the Trailblazers and the Lakers or the yeah, yeah. Mavericks and the Clippers at eleven a.m. 
Yeah. Like it's perfect. I don't got, you know, 3.30 a.m. this morning, the heat and the pace is played, you know, and then tomorrow morning they've got the Raptors in the nets at 3.30. Like crazy times for that sort of stuff. And they're putting the good games where they matter. I noticed uh, out of all sports, this uh, they still have a lot of energy, even though with no crowd, you know, a virtual crowd. It still mm. is as exciting as it is without one, I think. Yeah. Not many sports have been able to replicate it, but I don't know. It suits NBA really well and, uh, yeah, exciting to have it along. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you're hot on the money and you're dropping threes, you know, seeing the seeing the ring like it's a hula hoop, you know, you, you, you're going to be rowdy. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, you know, what if that was us just dropping dimes, you know, from halfway out and stuff like that? Of course you're going to get rowdy. Yeah. And yeah. there's a, a few rumours uh, regarding LaMelo Ball it could end up at the Knicks through one of their picks. <laughs> uh, they I'm need not him. Sure when. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when they really need him. Yeah. Um, so that'll be exciting to see another Aussie uh, alongside. And there's only one Aussie in the playoffs at the minute, isn't there? Uh, Jumpin' Joe. Joe Ingles. Jumpin' Joe for the Utah Jazz. I've uh, adopted them as my team for the playoffs because I don't have a team. Right. So I've thought Jumpin' Joe, Spider Mitchell, you know, why not? Why not go for the Jazz? Well, exciting stuff. We look forward to the many games because we're... <laughs> How many? How many games again? Seven. Seven. There's like 36 games That's in the next crazy. like 20 days or something. Yeah, that it's ridiculous. Crazy, crazy. All right, what's some cricket news, James? Come on, Aussie, come on, come on, come on, Aussie, come on. Not too much in cricket news. It's been pretty quiet over here. Um, you know, there's some stuff going on over in uh, over in the land of. Uh, England, but you know, don't really like to talk about it. You know, it's just it's not. I don't know. I don't. I don't find the cricket that they're playing interesting at all. Um, on tomorrow we've got uh, England taking on Pakistan at the Rose Bowl in Southampton. Um, but the Jamaican Premier League is going on, uh, which is amazing because, um, it's it's one of those leagues where, you know, a, a lot of high profile stars will be, uh, you know, attending. We had the Jamaican Talwas versus the St. Lucia Zuox. You're Jamaican me crazy. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. We had, no, that's fair enough. Uh, we had the Barbados Tridents beat the St. Kitts and Nevis Patriots. Wow, this sounds cool. Um, the, the Trinidad and Tobago Knight Riders against the Guyana Amazon Warriors. Um, and then upcoming, uh, we've got the St. Lucia Zuox against the Barbados Tridents and a, Trin- and a Trinidad Tobago uh, Night Riders against the Jamaica Talawas. So a Talawa is a crocodile for anyone who's uh, curious. Nice. I'm just looking at the <laughs> logos and the logos are so cool. I mean, the Night Riders is literally a helmet on fire. Um, the Zuok, I think, is a spiritual thing because it's like fire with a person in it. Um, and then the Trident, it's a crown with a Trident in it, which is so freaking cool. Um, but a bit of cricket news as well. Uh, if we do remember, Ravi Ashwin, uh, the Indian spin bowler, has a bit of a history with a man catting uh, the bloke of the non-strikers and like hitting the stumps when they're out of their crease while he's bowling. Now, Ricky Ponting is the head coach of the Knight Riders, I believe, who he's playing for. Could be wrong. Could be the Royals. Not can't, 
can't remember exactly. Um, and Ricky Ponting's come out and said he will never do that under my uh, supervision. So to all the Indian Premier League uh, fans, the highest paid uh, cricketing league in the world, there'll be no man cap this year because uh, otherwise Ashwin's out the door. So that was a big thing uh, back in uh, Australia when they did it to um, Sri Lanka. I think it was, yeah. And there was this big controversy about, you know, oh, should it be out, should it not be out? And they gave him out, which was kind of dodgy, but then they kind of overruled it and they've put in a warning system because people in local cricket started doing it as well. I mean, I was a culprit of it. Um, but it's smart cricket when you think about it because, you know, you're giving them a warning and stuff like that. Um, so they've introduced like a warning system. Um, you do it once, you get a warning. You do it twice, the batsman's out. I'm pretty sure, or it could be a second warning, second and final, and then third time you're out. But I think the spirit of the game, no one would do it. Because um, it's just, I don't know, it's it's it, it's not sportsmanlike to do it, if I'm honest, and from what I've seen. Someone's done it when I was playing cricket and I was um, at the striker's end. And he got out, and we're like, dude, don't do that. And even his teammates were like, it's not cool, don't do that. So it's pretty outlawed here, um, just by players as well. So, yeah, you won't be seeing any man cat in the IPL this year. <laughs> well, good stuff. We're going to get to some AFL round thirteen kicks off tonight, and you're listening to the Sports Desk. This is Churches, the mother we share on sin. Churches, the mother we share on sin. This is the Sports Desk on your Friday. The Friday crew: Sam, Jay, and James. And round thirteen. Wow, it's flying through. We finally got through the first footy frenzy and uh, was a little relieved to have a couple days off, but now we're back in and round 13 kicks off tonight with the Suns and the Blues. But I can't talk about anything yet. We haven't spoke about the goal. Uh, There were some feisty messages over Messenger uh, from last Saturday night's game uh, with goal of the year. (laughs) Really now, I'm just calling it now. That is goal of the year. It's pretty clutch. Pretty clutch. Uh, and it's so good. I'm going to play you the commentary now. This is Dennis Committee on Triple M. What a legend. Um, this is his call. Gibbons is going to take this kick. What he can't do is run off the line once the siren is gone. In fact, Nunes is coming. Now, who's taking the kick? Nunes is generally a very accurate kick at goal. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't believe They've it. done some fudging down there, Carlton, perhaps. And good on them if they're lucky enough to get away with it. Oh, here we go. There's the siren. <laughs> Kick after the siren. The margin is two points. Fremantle lead. Nunes, first season at the club. He's been kicking a few goals lately too. Can only run in straight. If he deviates, it should be the end of the penny section, the end of the game. He's removing chairs oh. at the moment, Nunes. He's, he's knocked out the security bloke. He's thrown a chair. Here he, we go, Dan. He's got things on his mind. Fremantle line up on the mark. Nunes' kick. Oh. It's a magnificent oh. kick. He's won the game for Carlton. Oh, what a kick by Nunes. What a fantastic kick. Fremantle are beaten with a kick after the siren. And that is a kick in the stomach for them. They led throughout the game only to be denied when it was over. Well, not quite. 5-10 to 5-6. 40 to 36. What a kick. Thanks to Triple M for that audio. Dennis Committee, what a ledge. And uh, Jack Nunes did it for the Blue Boys. 
and got up after the siren. I'm telling you, I've never... To be on the other end of it this year was so painful. But to be on the other side, the winning side of it, oh, my God, I've never won a game after a siren. Not in my <laughs> lifetime I've ever experienced something like that. Yeah. And I didn't think... I was really doubting that we were going to get over line. I thought we were going to fall short. And we were pretty lucky in the end. And uh, I was absolutely... I kind of wish I had recorded it because uh, I was jumping on the couch. Me and my brother and dad were just dancing around in a circle. We were going absolutely crazy. <laughs> you were doing some voodoo spiritual dance. <laughs> just awaken the gods. Um, so it was crazy. One of the greatest moments I've ever seen from that footy club. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk it through. Um, a few initial things. There was two decisions that led up to the kick after the siren, which probably should have been taken by Gibbons um, and not Jack Nunes. That was a bit lucky from our end. <laughs> Jack Nunes. I mean, Gibbons, Gibbons is a good kick, but uh, um, Jack Nunes is probably was the better option. Um, so initially what happened, it was a free kick off the... A deliberate first, which was fair enough. I thought that was deliberate. He could have done plenty more to stop that ball going over the line or he just let it go. And then the other one, it was probably hard to tell from the angle, but uh, the front-on contact after the ball, which was downfield, uh, you pretty much flattened him running into him. I mean, what are your thoughts on the decision, boys? Uh, initially, Jay thought he was saying that they were robbed. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm still with I just... I mean, it is hard in the moment for an umpire to make the call. Um, and obviously what he saw was front on contact. Um, but I just thought maybe Brayshaw got, should have got a bit of benefit for the doubt because he didn't actually bump um, uh, Doherty, I think it was, off the ball. Uh, he was going for the smother and his momentum he sort of dragged him into making contact with Doherty. Yeah, uh-huh. but do you think... The contact it was pretty forceful. I mean, yeah, but I guess it's the mo- uh, it it's wasn't- a feisty moment. I'm you're gonna you're it's, gonna like, listen. You're gonna my- run that through. If if you were going for a smother <laughs> and you had a chance to knock Sam Doherty over, yeah, he's definitely flattened him <laughs> in uh, the angry feisty moments of the last final minutes. Yeah, I mean, it is hard to tell. Like you know, I I I just that's what I saw when I originally saw it. Um, and, you know, those decisions are always iffy, um, no matter what the game, and especially in this sort of game where it was so close. Um, and even the other ruling they were talking about was um, where the kick should have actually been taken. If it should have been taken, like, just outside the 50-metre arc or where Nunes was kicking, it was, like, just... Well, they say it where the ball was out. So after um, Gibbons kicked it, apparently the free kick goes where the ball is last where it was and it went over the line on the yeah but then um, um i think one umpire marked it in a different spot and the other umpire marked it where it was originally kicked so it was a bit bit of a look yeah you can't discredit carlton for getting that i mean news i mean it's a tough kick um so yeah credit. it's not like the umpire's giving him an easy one <laughs> no, no, no. So, <laughs> you have to give jack news credit like nothing taken away from him um but yeah, I mean, it's just it just sucks for um, Fremantle, obviously that close, and they're obviously trying to contend for finals, and that's what's got them uh, derailed a bit. So unlucky well, for them. 
That's football. Uh, I mean, in recent weeks, decisions against Carlton have not gone good. So finally, yeah. something's gone our way. I'm going to take it on board. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, but we will get to round 13. And, of course, the Blues, uh, the Suns and the Blues kicking off tonight at 7.50 in Darwin, uh, which is great to see. It would be, be very, I'm not sure the uh, temperature, but I assume it's always hot up there. <laughs> uh, so it might be a bit humid, I've the ball a, a bit slippery. I've got a weather report for you, Sam. Oh, okay. Hit Sam, I've got, got a weather report. Yep. It is hot. Okay. <laughs> okay, expert, expert analysis there. It's hot. Okay. Not so, expert. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a lot slower, a more difficult slog to get through, which probably might favour the suns more being in the more tropical parts of Australia. Um, but I think uh, a team lifting win like that from Nunes definitely will give us a buzz and hopefully we can roll on through with it um, and really make a play. The players themselves have, in post-match interviews that they've actually said that they're going to Try. They've actually tried for finals, and they know we've got a chance now. So I think the belief is there, and uh, if we can get over the line here, who knows what's possible? So I think I'm going to have to back in the Blues. Yeah, I think um, the Suns. I mean, they played on Monday as well, so they've had a couple short. Yeah, that's breaks. true. I think mean, it took their toll on them against Richmond on Monday. Yeah, uh, that second half, they really just ran out of steam at the end, and I think. They're probably going to have to manage more players. Um, so I think Carlton will run them over, fresh legs. What about you, Jimmy boy? Um, yeah, I, no, I have to agree with Jay here. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm very, I don't know. I've, I've kind of switched off at footy. <laughs> the Essendon's very poor run. <laughs> and just story. disgustingly... Crap game. We'll um, go above you then if we win, I think. Oh, don't even rub it in, Sam. <laughs> don't even. You know what? Just because just of that, the Suns are going to win this, all right? Matt Rowe's going to get 40 disposals and they're going to run over you like a he's steam not train. Right? He's not playing. You know, doesn't matter. He's coming out, mate. That's fine. That's fine by me. You know what? Okay. More realistic thing. Isaac Rankin. Okay? Uh, he's going to kick seven against you. Seven? Boy. I mean, you know. You called me out there. I was gonna, I was gonna say the blues, and I agreed with Jay as you just heard then. <laughs> but you stepped over the line, so I mean, I've got to do what's right, I'm, and I've got to tip the Suns. Uh, Rankin's well, kicking seven. I look forward to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that probably won't happen. I'll probably get beaten by like twenty-five points. Uh, all right. Well, moving on to Saturday, big Friday night. Finally, we got a Friday night game. Very, very exciting, and the the round actually starts on a Friday for a long time. I've forgotten what that's like. Um, the Bulldogs take on Melbourne at 1.45 on Saturday at Metricon. Um, Melbourne just clinching into the eight. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they can hold their spot there. Uh, Bulldogs uh, running over Adel- uh, Adelaide last week, so it's hard to look into their form, really. They defeated them by 57, though. Uh, and Melbourne... Um, Toppling Collingwood by 56. So impressive performance from Melbourne over Collingwood, who are really suffering with injuries-wise. Uh, but that should be a big lifting win for them. Um, and I reckon this will be a big battle for the eight. One of these clubs will probably finish in the eight. I don't know. Could possibly be. I mean, so, the Ds are looking like it, mate. The Ds are looking very likely that they'll make the eight. I mean, they're not playing too badly. 
not playing too badly at all. Uh, good win against uh, Melbourne. No, against uh, Collingwood, sorry. Great win against Collingwood. Um, it's hard to Dean's say. They're on, they're, they are on similar paths, um, both clubs. So it'll just be survival of the no, fittest. It'll be a close Dean's one. Here. You're going to go for who? I'm going to go the D's. The D's, okay. Um, I'm going to say the dogs. It's interesting because Demons have been involved in four 50-point games the last four games. Really? They won three of them and lost one. That was the Port. Um, you wouldn't think that's that's what's been their percentage boost and that's what you know why I agree with James and um, they're probably a team that can make the eight with that percentage because it's been boosted over the last three weeks with 50-point wins. Um, so I think they're just going in with a bunch of confidence now, starting to get some... The wheels moving on that uh, D train, so I'll get back them in. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next game, it's Port Adelaide taking on Hawthorne at four thirty-five uh, at Adelaide Oval. Uh, Port coming off uh, a loss of Geelong. Yeah, of course, almost forgot about that. <laughs> uh, last Friday night, massive game from Geelong, really stamping their foot. In the finals, Geelong. Um, impressive stuff. Port, I don't know. and I don't know if these extra outs that they're going to have now is going to affect them. Um, because uh, Laddams, he's a ruckman, isn't he? Good ruckman. Uh, and he's been doing well in the ruck for them. Uh, Hawthorne, again, coming off a loss. They face one of the biggest teams in the comp, the Eagles. So that was always going to be hard. Uh, late chase, but uh, they couldn't do much. It was the Eagles by 32. Um, it'll be interesting. I, I, Port will bounce back, but uh, I reckon the the Hawks will give him a crack, though. I'm gonna say Port because uh, Sicily done his ACL as well. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, Port to bounce back even after all their controversy. James, um, I am. <sighs> I mean, you can't really go past Port, can you? Um, I think I don't even think Hawthorne's even going to challenge them much. Um, even look, but but then again, I think they're going to they've been a bit inconsistent with their games. Um, Port, and I was listening to someone the other day on uh, I think it was SEN rival network of the sports desk, um, <laughs> and they were saying that uh, like they're not. They're not uh, confident that uh, Port can go all the way due to their inconsistency because, you know, in finals, they'll have to beat two A-grade teams two weeks in a row to get themselves into a grand final. Or, you know, to, yeah. Um, so I don't think they'll, you know, go far in finals, but there's no saying that they can't beat the Hawks. Um, the Hawks, mm, not looking too great. So I don't reckon they'll put much uh, fight up to them. Okay, Saturday night, it's the James and Jay game. It's the Bombers taking on the Tigers at 7.45 at T.O. Stadium. Also the, um, I forgot the name of it, the Dreamtime, Dreamtime. Dreamtime Dream 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 at the G. Not only at the G, but it's um, at yeah. the T.O., um, which is great for them uh, up there. Um, 
big important game in the uh, Aboriginal community and uh, no better place to play it than up in Darwin. Um, so that'll be exciting to see. Um, look, if I'm honest, uh, James, I really hope Essendon give this a crack. It's a big momentous game in the calendar for both your clubs. So uh, hopefully they should take that on board and uh, really give it a hot crack. Um, We'd but... better just put a fight up, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but uh, I will say the Tigers. We better uh, make... I reckon it'll be a good game. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I really hope we don't get embarrassed. I really hope we don't get embarrassed. I think it's going to be one of those games where either we're going to put a good, a good fight up or we're not even going to rock up. Um, I think Tigers should play very well. But I think the boys, the Indigenous boys, should play well up at Teo. Um you know, due to the conditions and stuff that they're used to, um, you know, so they'll obviously have an upper hand from other players, but, you know, it's a professional sports club. They know how to manage these sort of things. Um, so I don't think it'll be too much of an issue for the other boys. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I have to go for the Dons. I tip them every week, if you know, win, lose, or draw. Yep. Um, but no, I... Mm, my heart's going Dons. My mind's going Dons. Um, but that's going to be a great game either way. I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm just thinking about it in my mind, like literally as I'm speaking. I just like, I don't know about Essen anymore. I've just, I've almost like lost hope in a way. But, you know, that's that's the life of being an Essen fan and that's the life of, uh, you know, heartbreak. But the wins make it extra sweet. Um, but nah, hopefully this and should get up. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Richmond did. Jay? Yeah, I think um, it'll be interesting. I, I, I think Cooley's finally back, so that's handy for us. Um, but yeah, you can't really. I'm not too convinced of how we play against the Suns. Um, only one by 21. That was a bit of a grind, considering they had a short break. Um, so. Yeah, obviously this game's huge for both clubs trying to make finals, um, especially Essendon. So there's a lot to play for, but um, obviously I have to back me Tiggs um, and uh, hope for uh, another bad Essendon performance, James. Sorry. <laughs> love you, Jay. Good love your work, mate. Good week, mate. Uh, tip against you. <laughs> also on Saturday night, it's the Fremantle Dockers taking on the Swans. A massive upset last week. Uh, the Swans getting up over GWS. Horrendous Friday night game uh, for a neutral point of view. But um, uh, good to see them back in winning form. Uh, Fremantle are going to be angry, though. They're going to be livid. <laughs> yeah. um, but it'll be interesting to see uh, this young Sydney side, if they can have a real crack at it again. They've got some young guys. Um, and... You know what? I'm, I reckon this one's might get up and Freeman will go down twice in a row. Yep, that's fair. No, I'll, I'll back Frio in again. I think they can get a really good response after that loss. Okay. On to Sunday. It's the Adelaide Crows taking on the Geelong Cats at 1.05pm at Adelaide Oval. Again, Adelaide without a win. <laughs> this is going to be a world record. Um, 
if they get through. Uh, I think it's Fitzroy was the last club to do that or something like that. Um, but uh, I'd like them to pull out a crazy upset in this, these last couple of rounds which to be an important game. That would be very interesting, just hopefully to not one of our teams. <laughs> um, I think you've both already played them. Have you played, Jay, have you played Richmond, played Adelaide yet? No, we haven't played them yet. Okay, so it's just me and you left with them. <laughs> Um, all right, boys, you'll win. Geelong, Geelong should get this done. I'm, it's not really... Adelaide haven't been giving it much at all. And uh, they uh, don't even seem to have a regular side. Uh, the coach is just, just trying different stuff every week and uh, still nothing's clicking. Uh, so, yeah, the cat's for me. Yeah, cat is for me. Um, I'll tip Crows the last two weeks. And I'm tipping them again. Stop. Just stop. (laughs) No. I said it last week. I'm not stopping until they win. (laughs) And if it comes to the Richmond game and they still haven't won, I will be very annoyed. So, Crows to win. (laughs) Yeah, I know you're saying that now because each week they don't. It gets closer to the game against your own club. It gets more nervous. (laughs) Oh, that'd be something typical the Blue Boys to do. But hopefully not. Okay. Uh, on to the Lions and St Kilda, 3.35 at the Gabba. Uh, the Lions should get this done. Impressive uh, attacking from uh, North, who again um, gave chase, but Brisbane kicking themselves out again. That first quarter, I reckon they had about 7-1 to one goal or something along the lines of that. Uh, they, it's really bad. <laughs> it's their one downfall. And I don't know why, because they've got good forwards. No. Um, so only going, only getting over the line by a point. So just by the skin of their teeth. And with an upcoming sign like the Saints putting the pressure on in the finals with a great coach, uh, this will be a big crack from them. And uh, if Brisbane can't score, uh, I reckon the Saints might be able to get it done. Yeah, yeah. I don't see why the Saints can't win this. Honestly, I think it's a, an open game for both teams. Um, you know, both teams looking for a good win. Uh, you know, second versus fifth. I think that if the uh, Saints want to step up to the challenge, they can certainly do so and they can certainly win. I mean, they've showed it in the last couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'd like to see the Saints win, but I think it's too good to, for, the, for the Lions not to win it at the Gabatoire, honestly. Yeah, that'd probably be a hard place to beat them. Jay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm, it's interesting because like, obviously Cameron, I think, is carrying an injury at the moment. He hasn't scored the last two weeks. So, um, I don't know. Obviously, we don't know the teams right now um, on recording, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if they might just have to rest him or something because he's just not performing to the level we're used to seeing him perform. And um, it's having an effect on that team. Like, losing, only being north by one point. Doesn't really stamp much, uh, stamp much on them. So um, I think uh, that they'll lose this one, and the Saints will get up. Okay, exciting stuff. Uh, the Eagles and the Giants at six ten to round out Sunday at Optus Stadium. Uh, Giants, poor, oh, they're in big trouble, uh, and going up, <laughs> getting a hard yeah. game like this when they need to be getting some wins. They've really got to pull their finger out. Um, but the Eagles, they are too good. I just don't see anyone really getting past them at the minute. 
very good Eagles, and especially at their home at the Optus. Mm. Um, so Eagles for me. Yeah, I'm going with Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles. Last game in Perth, I think, for the season. Is it's it? Final. Okay. Unless there's a home final there? Yeah, that'll depend, I guess, yeah. But they should get done. Easy, last game. Make it count. Okay. And to round out round 13 on Monday, it's Collingwood and North Melbourne at 7.10 at the Gabba. Very interesting game here. Uh, North finally really giving teams a crack and uh, Collingwood down the toilet with injuries. Uh, and will they be able to rectify themselves and uh, maintain a spot in the finals at, as it ever inches closer with many teams, about four or five teams in a window where they could pop in and uh, if Collingwood not careful, they could lose their spot. So I'm, I think Collingwood can get it done, but uh, North did the upset last year, so maybe I'm going to back him in again. I reckon North will clinch an upset. Ooh... <laughs> And you know they were just they were just that little bit too late last week. Um, mm. Just that little bit too late. I don't know. I don't know if they realised that the game you know finishes after twenty minutes of the fourth <laughs> quarter. Um, no, nah, Collingwood are going to win this. No. Okay. Yeah, Collingwood. Surely. Okay, well, exciting stuff. We will get to some. The World of Round Ball game, the Champions League final has been finally got through the last couple of games. We'll discuss them. And, of course, we're entering A-League finals. And well done to Jamie McLaren, who's got his golden boot. Exciting stuff. Uh, So we'll get to all of that on the Sports Desk next. This is the Foo Fighters Breakout. Foo Fighters break out on the sports desk on your Friday morning. This is the uh, Friday crew, Sam, Jay and James, and we are now talking some Champions League. And over the last couple of days, Paris, PSG got through over Leipzig, 3-0. Uh, Bayern, of course, over Lyon. There's no stop in the Bayern train. They look really scary. Uh, and so it will be a PSG First Bayern final on Monday, and of course, a few of those earlier teams will discuss um, Man City's woeful performance against Leon, uh, where we got shown up three-one. Uh, I didn't agree with Pep that day. the The way that he took the game on uh, was completely wrong. Uh, I think the defensive lineup uh, just did not work, and uh, the uh, <laughs> me questioning Pep. I mean, Pep. simple as this, Sam. You played like trash. Yeah, they, they were absolute trash. Uh, it was awful to watch. Um, and I know people were pinning um, Raheem Sterling for missing that shot, which was right on. But uh, there were many opportunities before that, and the first half was deplorable. I think uh, we changed the lineup to a more defensive that didn't work, which makes more sense to do in a, a game that's over two legs, not in a knockout final like that where it can just be done. Uh, we attack well, and that's what we do best, so I don't know why that's not the strategy we took. I don't think you could have... You didn't count a little well. No. no. Um, young side, they like that. So I think they took the game on wrong, and uh, it was a shame to see that it didn't even give... David Silver was on the bench. Uh, why wouldn't you give him a, tr- a crack in probably one of the last chances he's going to play in a Champions League final like that? Why Why wouldn't you risk him and put him on? Because I would reckon he'd be roaring to perform. Look, I, I understand what you're saying, right? I understand what you're saying. But you got to think about it this way, right? That if you had beat Leon, 
you would have had to face this absolute heavyweight that's <laughs> Bayern Munich, and you would not have won that. Well, like not at all. And I'm sorry to say it, <laughs> but they are just so strong. Like they are just so good. And I honestly just couldn't see Man City even being able to counter them because the way that they play their football is just like mm. incredibly quick. It's smart. It's fast paced. I mean, they're feeding the they're feeding their ball to a bloke who's pretty slow in Robert Lewandowski, right? But you've got two wingers in um, Ivan Perisic and uh, uh, Serge Gnabry, who both you know, run the wings quite well. And then Muller plays in attack, you know, swaps in the, swaps out the wing when Perisic needs a rest due to his, uh, you know, extreme old age, um, bit of a dinosaur. Um, but, you know, it's it, it's it's one of those uh, teams that's incredibly hard to beat. Well, what are your tips, boys? Are we just all going to go three straight with Bayern? For... Uh... How do you think no. PSG will take on uh, Bayern? Their sort of play style against the f- super quick attacking pace counter from Bayern. See, I I would love PSG to win solely so Thiago Silva could get the trophy he's been wanting for the last nine years at uh, PSG. Um, you know, he's he's won literally every other trophy, but but the Champions League, uh, it'd be a good send-off for him. But I mean, you know, Bayern's the best team in best team in Europe, best team in the world right now. Um, whether you like it or not, Liverpool are not the best team in the world. Um, <laughs> you know, as, as much as they won the Champions League, I was won the Champions League and then the uh, the Premier League this year. Like the way that I, I would love a Liverpool Bayern Munich game, just like a. Um, just like an exhibition match, a friendly. Did you see how hard both teams could go at it? Yep. Um, but you know, it's it's going to be a tough game. Mine, my mind's going, my mind's going with Bayern. My heart's going with PSG. Um, I'd love it to go to penalties. Love it to go to penalties. Um, I think Bayern Munich's going to win this. If I'm being logical here. Okay. Yeah, I'm similar to James. It's one of those ones where you want, um, you think Bayern on paper look like the team to win, but yeah, in your heart you want to see uh, PSG pull us off. Um, obviously, Thiago's one player, and then you got like some Mbappe. He's only 21 years old, and he's already achieved so a lot to have a Champions League uh, title into his resume, which just adds to something that's truly remarkable. <laughs> Short career, and he's bit pulled off another accolade. Um, like their front three, though PSG's front three is ridiculous, right? Uh, you got Mbappe, you got Neymar, you got Di Maria, right? Then you got Marquinhos in the middle, who's easily one of the best central midfielders in the in the world. Yeah, right. You've got Kim Pempe and Thiago Silva in um, in centre backs. You know that Australian good team, but then when you compare it to Bayern Munich. You know, you've got Lewandowski, Perisic, Nabry up front, Muller in the middle, right? You don't just have one. You've got two class midfielders in um, Goretzka and Thiago. And, like, Davies and Joshua Kimmich and Alaba and Boateng. Like, this team 
is just crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Paris win this, but I feel like uh, Bayern's going to just be way too strong. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, you can catch that game on Monday at 5 a.m. to round out the Champions League. we got the A-League up next. The finals are here. So, kicking off this weekend on Saturday at Bankwest Stadium, it's Wellington Phoenix and Perth Glory in the first elimination final. Uh, how do we think that one's going to go, boys? Um, Jay, do you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, it's, they're not coming. Both teams, well, Perth's coming off two losses in a row. Wellington's coming off one loss, so it's hard to sort of tell. I mean, obviously, Wellington are higher up, so you'd think they'd win, but I honestly expect Perth to, you know, have a crack at this one. Um, elimination, you really want to make the most of it, and... You can't underestimate them, even though they finished sixth. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 I'm still probably going to back Wellington um, just because they're probably the better team on paper, but I'm not underestimating Perth at all. Yeah, it's a shame they've gone out of form, Perth. Uh, they've got a great attacking um, kind of up front. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know what's happened to them in the last couple of weeks, but maybe just it being elimination final might pull them out of the dark. Uh, but uh, hard to argue with Wellington, which uh, they've had a great season too and almost clinched the second spot, but thankfully City fixed that up. Um, yeah, I was pretty safe, I'm honest. I, don't, I didn't really have many tr- worries that uh, we were going to get jumped by uh, by the Knicks. Um, <sighs> Wellington's going to win this. Yeah. Wellington, and then we're going to, we're going to play Wellington. City's going to play Wellington in the semi. Okay, yeah. I think Wellington. Jay? Yeah, but I just can't see Perth beating them. I mean, the way that I like to see it is we traded a grandpa Fornaroli in for a young young Jay McLaren. Um, yeah, in the long run, that has worked out really well for Fornaroli's us. passed yeah. it, you know. Much you want to beat around the bush. He's, he's well and truly passed it. Um <sighs> I'm pretty happy with who we've got now. I'm pretty sure every City fan's pretty happy with who we've got. Yep. Uh, Sunday, the second elimination final. It's Brisbane Raw taking on Western United at Bankwest at 6pm. Western United, of course, going down in their last game of the season for City to get the three over them, the treble. Um, They will, I reckon they will get past this and make a semi-final in their first season. I don't know if they'll make a granny, but Ooh. I reckon they'll pull an upset against Brisbane Raw here. You know what? I wouldn't rule that off the cards either, but I want Brisbane to win. Um, because I don't want to face West United in a final. I well, really is don't. It, is I, it the only not, way... Not because, you know... That's because West United is more just like the risk of us losing and having egg on our face. Yeah, no, I think um, Brisbane should win, but again, don't be surprised if West United pull one out of the bag in their first finals appearance. So on to the semi-finals, which is on the following Wednesday, and I thought we should do a Facebook Live show if you're down for that, boys. Hell yeah. Okay. Yep. Lock it in. Uh, so Wednesday, kicking off the first final at 5 p.m. It's Melbourne City versus the highest-ranked elimination final winner, 
So that probably will be uh, Wellington or Perth, right? Uh, yeah, it'll be the highest-ranked uh, team to win in the... Uh, so it's either West... Yeah, it's either West, United, Brisbane or Wellington. So the way that it's played is that the second... The team who finishes second plays the highest-ranked winner of the elimination finals and, and first plays the lowest-ranked. Right, okay. But And where did Western United finish? They finished... Uh, they finished fifth. Okay. But because... Um, West United's playing per uh, West United's playing Brisbane. There is a chance that Brisbane could win, and um, no, West could win, and Perth could win, which means that five and six could make the semis. Okay. So that means that five would play two, and one would play six. Okay, so that's the first game, and the second game is Sydney FC. Uh, versus the lowest-ranked elimination final winner at eight ten on the same Wednesday as well. So no, it's not really much breaks. If you're playing an elimination final on Saturday and Sunday, you're gonna go right back up. I don't Wednesday. think players want breaks though. No, they're just eager to get it done with and over. Yeah, just get, get it done. Get get a good holiday in. Um, get a good pre-season in. Start December. Go through the winter months. Get it done. Start uh, lining up with Asia. And then of course. Uh, the grand final Sunday the 30th. So all games will be at Bank West, uh, which will be interesting who, which team favours there. I mean, it's pretty neutral. Um, and maybe Sydney FC's probably played there more than most teams. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it be interesting to see. Um, I think I think Western United and Wellington are going to get up and it's going to be an interesting semi-finals next week, which we will put live on our Facebook Live on the Sports Desk. And, of course, you can join us tonight for the AFL pregame show for the Suns and the Blues. Uh, So it's been an exciting weekend in sport. Thank you for listening to the Sports Desk. Uh, You can catch the podcast on uh, Omni and etc. And you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Thank you, boys, for joining me this Friday morning. No worries. Thanks for having us. Have a good weekend of sport. We'll see you then.